0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. And it's Joe with RT.ie. It's... Um, and not a, a day goes by in uh, on Liveland when we don't hear of different experiences. But yesterday was uh, somewhat different. And we heard for the first time, I think a lot of us did, of uh, a, not an eating disorder, a feeding disorder called Avoidant Restrictive Food Intake Disorder. And we were contacted by Rachel and uh, her child, uh, because she was in desperation, her child, uh, well, I think he's seven, would only eat, only eat... Um, cars, uh, multigrain crisp bread. Car, multi cars. No other combination. No other name. No other. And he will only he only eats that outside the house. He will eat it inside the home as well. But inside the home, he will also eat Pringles and a small amount of porridge. And the reason he he um, he will eat Pringles is that Pringles are, as you know, this, every single one of them is the same shape, the same size, the same symmetry. And that's what he likes about him. He will not eat a broken uh, Pringle, for example. And Rachel told us that this has been diagnosed and it's been uh, uh, diagnosed 10 years ago as avoidant restrictive food intake disorder, ARFID. And it affects uh, young people. Some of them are on the uh, spectrum, uh, the neurodiverse spectrum, as, as we now say. Uh, in fact, most of them are. And it can be... As we discovered yesterday, it can be an awful trial, one for the child and two for the parents who think their child is somewhat odd or different. But looking at the calls here now, ARFID, there's no organisation in Ireland for it, hopefully there will be after the, uh, the, the, the calls today. There's no organisation, but a lot of parents are dealing with ARFID uh, among their children. Sinead Lee, Sinead, good afternoon. Hiya, hiya Joe, how are you? Uh, good, and it's your daughter um, and she's nine. Yeah, she's nine. Um, so I just wanted to say that um, obviously she's not autistic um, yeah. and, and we haven't been diagnosed. Um, okay. And I'd be interested to know how that lady actually got diagnosed. Okay. Um, so she's the second child out of four. Um, and it would have probably started, um, I mean, she was fussy, like I breastfed her, so she might have been a bit fussy, you know, with the breastfeeding compared to my son previously. Um, but I mean, at the start, you know, up to, I suppose, the first year or so, you don't really put much thought on that, you know, a child, yeah. you know every child's different and all the rest. So I suppose we, we progressed on to um, spoon feeding. Um, and I suppose she would have got her teeth a lot later um, than my previous child. So again, didn't really put much thought on us, but she would kind of gag on any lumps and then she'd kind of throw back mm. her food and then she'd kind of refuse. So it got to the stage where she just would refuse all spoons. So we went on to finger foods. Um, okay. And I suppose this, you're talking, like the, 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 the lumpy gagging would have been, um, you know, kind of 10, 11 months, kind of the age when they would have been nearly past all that, you would have thought. Um, so two, three years um, old, then she was, you know, obviously onto her finger foods and uh, she was like very selective on what she would eat. Um, so we fell into the bracket of waffles and chicken goujons. Yeah, okay. And those were literally for like years, the only thing she would eat for dinner. Um, and like that it had to be a certain brand, it had to be like yeah. cut a certain way. Um you know, like, yeah, like, it, it just had to, it was so particular. Um, 
So again, like that, I went at the time to see a dietitian with her. She was about three at the time. And it was put down to fussy eating, okay. um, as in, you know, she was just that age. Yeah. Um, and her advice was to kind of give her a, the dinner we were having and kind of sit her down and tell her that, you know, you have this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't eat it, we're going to take it away and we'll move on with our day. So I did try that. Um, but what, obviously what happened then was she just became really lethargic um, and, you know, ill. <laughs> You know, yeah, over the course, course of uh, an evening and the next day. So within half an hour then, um, I'd given her a piece of toast the following, um, like at lunchtime. And like in half an hour, time, like she was fine then. You know, she she just was back mm. to normal. So it was quite clear that, you know, it was self-inflicted. So I suppose the point to get across is she will be absolutely starving. But unlike you or I, you'd like literally eat out of a bin. Mm-hmm. She will literally like not eat unless she has something that she feels comfortable eating. That so specific food, yeah. So it's just perspective, like at the moment she doesn't eat any meat, she doesn't eat any vegetables, she doesn't mm. eat any fruit. So mm. it's mostly carbohydrates, which would consist of bread, toast, variations of that. Um, so as you can imagine, it's been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Um, I, I went, I've gone to occupational therapists, their advice, uh, I'd say she was about five when I did that their advice was to get her involved in cooking mm. and you know do baking sure obviously I, I had done all that before but obviously did it again but like she enjoyed that but there was no chance she would put any of it in her mouth you know that okay. kind of way um, what else like I thought I went then I had previous babies so obviously naturally being as a health nurse I walked you know I talked to them about it okay. Um they didn't really have any kind of advice. I, one health nurse actually said to me that they get very limited training on like nutrition. Um, mm. So she kind of said to me about the psychologist, the HSE psychologist. So I went to him and his advice at the time, like this, she could have been about six maybe. His advice at the time was to basically let her eat whatever she wants, which didn't really sit easy with me because obviously, you know, like he kind of said, if she will eat Nutella on toast, let her eat Nutella okay. on toast. Yeah, rather let than... Let her have a bowl of cereal yeah, for her dinner if yeah, she'll eat that. Rather you know, than eat nothing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, obviously at that stage, she eat wasn't something is better than eating anyway. nothing, yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 But obviously, naturally, as a mother and a parent, you just you struggle with the thoughts. She's not getting basic nutrition in her, like, you know, that kind of way. Mm. So, like that, um, I suppose, like, obviously having the extra baby and that and all that brings with that... Um, we kind of just pushed on with, like, just kind of letting her eat whatever she would eat. And how is she, Sinead, how is she doing now? She's nine now. Like, she's, she has energy. That's the thing that, like, obviously that lady said as well. It's bizarre. I don't know where she gets the energy from. But, like, periodically she will get very tired. You know, um, there mm. has been days where she might miss school because she's extremely tired. Um, but, like, she's underweight. So I suppose fast forward to 2020, the Christmas of 2020, she started kind of refusing even the stuff that she would kind of take normally. Mm. She just would kind of eat, she was eating less. You know, I could see that she'd lost weight. Um, and at that point, um, I went to the GP. And, um, well, as the truth be known, I actually got online and looked up psychologists, okay. children's psychologists, and tried to find somebody that could help me. I must have emailed about, I don't know, seven or eight, and had you one. ever, at that stage, Sinead, had you ever heard of ARFA? Did you? Did I had. You, you see, this oh, is the funny had, thing. Okay, I yeah. had. I had heard about this back in about, um, 
God, it could have been 2016, mm. 2017. Back the first dietitian I went to see, her name was Ruth Charles. And actually, she did an article in um, the Irish Examiner in 2017 about it. Okay. So just she said in it about, um, she explains that it's an eating or feeding disturbance where mm. those affected either don't eat enough or show little interest in feeding, only accept limited diet because of sensory issues or refuse food primarily because of previous bad experiences um, of mm. eating. Now, I, I mean, I don't, like, the only thing I can possibly think of is, is bad experiences is maybe like that with the teeth and the feeling of, of mm. you know, Okay, vomiting, let's say, say with know. the Sinead, let's hear from, yeah. from others because you're, you're, you're not alone and I think that's yeah. the main thing and it's not... Well, it's just to get help. Yeah, like, with, it's, Ca- it's, Caroline, good afternoon, Caroline. Hello, hello. Caroline. Caroline, Hi, it's, Joe, how are it's you? your grandchild. Tell us he's, th- he's three. He is, he's three and a half. And he he has He has Arifid. He was um he was diagnosed at Christmas. Unfortunately, the month of December he started to decline the three foods that he used to eat, which was cocoa pops, pasta yeah. and giant chocolate buttons. And those giant chocolate buttons had to be around and if they were broken, he wouldn't eat them. Of course. Yeah. So the week of the week of Christmas party the three foods that he had been eaten, he yeah. stopped eating the pasta. So he was only had the Coca Pops and the giant buttons. Okay. And unfortunately, Paddy stopped completely. He stopped eating completely. Stopped eating completely. Yeah. Completely, and ended up in hospital. Paddy was very, very ill. His glucose, his bloods, everything yeah. was haywire. And unfortunately, it came to the day, it came um, that they decided they they would put in an NG tube. Okay. To feed Paddy as he nose, was very yeah, yeah. ill. Now Paddy is home, thank God. Yeah. He's putting on a bit of weight. But as a baby, you couldn't put a bottle into Paddy's mouth. He didn't like the, the feel of it. The sensation. And yeah. if you got a couple of ounces into him, you were very lucky. But once that bottle came out, you get it back in. And as for weaning, he didn't like any food in his mouth whatsoever. It was always on his terms. Yeah, and Caroline... Did the hospital give any prognosis? Did they say, like, hopefully... There's no time limit for our our, our fit, unfortunately. There's no time limit, be it a week, month, years. Nobody knows. There's no answer to when this child will actually start feeding again. You see, yesterday it struck me from the calls going through them afterwards. One... It was primarily they were the pair, not not exclusively, primarily talking about bias because we've done an eating eating disorders here before anorexia bulimia. And that's primarily, not totally, but primarily girls. Uh, yeah. This this Alfred seems to be primarily boys and it seems to be obviously much younger children. But it is a feeding disorder. It is about it is, the, it is a feeding disorder. They're not eating loads of food and then trying to get rid of it. There there there's only. Very specific, and I mean, you couldn't have kept more specific than a particular brand, a particular shape, it a, had particular, to be a particular brand of cocoa it. pops. It had to be a particular brand of giant buttons. Yeah, and the buttons can't and be. And the pasta the that, can't he, be that he cannot be broken. And the pasta that he was eating, the formula was actually changed in it. Yeah. So you couldn't get the old ones. So he started to refuse. The new brand with the new formula in it, yeah. he wouldn't eat it. He didn't like the consistency of it or whatever. Okay, I'll come back to you in a sec, Caroline. Joe at RT.ie. Lucy, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? It's your daughter and she's four. What is her, what is her feeding issue? 
And so she has lived on McDonald's chips for two and a half years. <laughs> McDonald's chips? Yeah, and no other chips. Uh, I've tried everything, tried different oils. I The lady from McDonald's actually gave me frozen chips for Christmas because Christmas Day she had no food to eat. And I cooked her the frozen McDonald's chips at home and she still wouldn't eat them because the way I cooked them is totally different to the way, obviously, McDonald's yeah. cooks them. So that is what she has lived on for two and a half years. And, and what does that mean? You go to... to Mac- I go to McDonald's every single day. Every single day? Every single day, yeah. And I have a little baby as well, so it's not easy <laughs> um, to get out and about every single day go to McDonald's. They know us by now. We're just their regular customers that come. Um, but thankfully, she has. She she really likes um, milk, so she lives on full-fat milk. And as you know, it literally has every kind of nutrient except iron yeah. in it, so I'm lucky in that way because she, she drinks so much milk. And does that kind of keeps her going. But does she get hungry? I don't think she feels hungry, no, because, like, say if on a regular day we could bring her to McDonald's at one o'clock and whatever, something might happen, we mightn't get there till six or seven o'clock and she'd never eat any food at home in that time. And you know yourself, if you go all day without yeah. food, you're just starving. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't feel the hunger, no. She doesn't feel hungry. And Lucy, do you, and I say, I say this to Caroline and Sinead as well, do you, you know the way in Caroline's case, her grandchild will only eat chocolate buttons and cocoa pops, in your case, only eat uh, McDonald's ch- uh, chips or fries yeah. or whatever they got. Um, do, does, does any, do you feel embarrassed if you're in company telling people, well, actually, my child only eats McDonald's chips or my child only eats chocolate buttons? And people might react and say, I get a grip. Yeah, I don't think people genuinely don't believe it. Even even grandparents would still say, oh, I'll put on some sausages for a seat. And you're, no matter how many times you tell them she doesn't yeah. eat sausages, I don't think they believe you. And she, she's genuinely terrified of food because I could put something new on her place because I'm always trying to get her to eat different bits. And she'll cry like if I put new stuff on her place, new items of food. She just... No, and she's always been a poor feeder since she was born. She never, she, she was like admitted to hospital for failure to try because she was so, so underweight and yeah. they were going to tube feed her. But only that she kind of got to really like full fat cow's milk because there's so much calories. I could buy a full litre of cow's milk every day because she drinks so much of it. So yeah. that has actually kept her going. Yeah. And what about, and, what about a diagnosis? Diagnosis? No, um, so like, um, a consulting gastrologist um, told us that she more than likely has this eating disorder, um, feeding disorder. Feeding but disorder, yeah. um, she, she, they said um, they have to wait, have to wait for a psychology appointment, which we've been on the waiting list for two years, oh, um, for help, and we still have nothing, and we've no, no diagnosis. She's still waiting for her assessment and need for autism and services. Okay. Say with us, Lucy. Sinead, Sinead yeah. in, in yeah. your case, your daughter is, is nine. Yeah, she's so, nine, yeah. So I talked there about, like, when you're with, oh, she's, say, on a play date or sleep or whatever you're allowed yeah. that is, um, would you be embarrassed talking to other parents? Absolutely. Um, that's, that, I was just going to say that, like, it, it's affected her socially now as well. Um, like, I go to friends' house, parties, family dinners, um, 
you know, anything like that. Like, I remember one time she was going to a friend's house and it was earlier in the day and the, the mother kindly said, oh, I'll keep her for dinner. And I kind of, I'd say the woman kind of looked at me weird because I kind of had a bit of a panic face on and I kind of had to kindly, you know, try and politely explain to her. Um, now, she was very understanding and all, but like, when you don't understand, like, and even some of your listeners, you know, you could think that people, I don't know, are a bit mad. I don't know, you know, it's, it's uh, only I'm in the situation it, I find it hard to leave um, but like that it cannot be put down to fucking eating at this stage yeah, no, it's, it's a feeding um, say, say with us know, Sinead, we try and get a better line there for a sec Caroline in, you, in, in your grandchild's case it's chocolate buttons and cocoa pops it was okay. yes but now it's nothing nothing I know but when that was happening now I know he's very young like, would you? I don't know if it's your 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 daughter's child or your son's child, but you had a grandmother. She's my daughter. Daughter. What, what was your daughter embarrassed saying to no, people? No, Joe. I tell you what, she was more heartbroken. Okay. okay. For other parents out there like her that but are not other, being recognised. But do other parents understand? Like you know, um, you say, "Oh, my child only eats cocoa props, and my child only eats buttons," and then someone else say, "Well, I don't allow my children to have Coca Cola. They only have water." Um, and you, you feel as if, oh God, hang on, am I am I overindulging the child? And, well, and the thing is, the other parents don't understand. There is a thing called ARFID, and it is a feeding disorder, and it is recognised as such. But on the, 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 I know the child is very young, so the embar- the embarrassment factor. Uh, isn't there for you for your, no, your grandchild? No, for the simple reason is, if you got anything into him, it's a bonus. Okay. It was a bonus to get anything into him that day. Yeah. So as for being annoyed or yeah, embarrassed, no, because it was a bonus. That was the least of the worries. Barry Sherlock, Barry. Good afternoon. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, your son is seven. Yeah, he'll be seven next month. Yeah. And um, what is what is his difference? Well, Charlie, um, Charlie, um, he has ASD. Um, Charlie probably from two, from the age of two up to two, yet well, and then after that, um, he obviously developed arthritis. We only uh, recently got diagnosed with, with him having arthritis. Um, it's really okay. hard to try find any sort of help. Had you ever heard of it any before? Sort of knowledge. Was that your, sorry? Had, sorry, my did you had you ever heard of it before, Arthur? Um, I'd heard of it through googling, okay. uh, just trying to find any sort of help for our son um, across Ireland because there's, there's unfortunately there's none anywhere really. Um, so we got our diagnosis of Arthur's. Um, my wife, through research, found a clinic in Birmingham, and we had a Zoom consultation with them last week, and it was through them that they uh, told us about Arthur's, yeah. and. Um, really opened up our eyes into maybe ways that we can try help charity a bit more because um, it is extremely psychological. Some of the things, um, is a trust issue with foods, yeah. as it was explained to us, the things, um, although it's a feeding order, it's also an eating disorder psychologically um, in terms of, like with anorexia, uh, unfortunately for them, they're, they've a fear of body image and things yeah, like that. But, yeah, yeah. Um, with Arthritis is the fear of maybe pain or if they're going to develop vomiting okay. or diarrhea or anything from new foods or, yeah. or things like that, you know. Um, so they only go with the, the food they know. Yeah, it's a safety thing. Like safety, you feel yeah. safe eating certain foods. Um, so he knows how they're going to taste. He knows they're not going to when, when did you notice... Uh, you, you, uh, can I use his name? I know you tell us. Yeah, you called Charlie. Well, yeah, it's yeah. No well, when did you notice Charlie's difference then? Um, He's seven now. He's seven now. I suppose at the start of COVID, Joe, my wife runs a preschool, so she's always on the ball with everything with her kids. Um, yeah. 
But during COVID, um, she's done a course on sensory processing disorder. And when we read that, we sort of jumped off the page because that, that was her son. And then mm. through further um, services that we saw, we got the ASD diagnosis. But I suppose from three, you could really tell that um, his eating was just not the same because he's two older sisters and they're fantastic years. Okay. And what, can I ask, what will he eat at this stage? Well, at the moment, he will eat um, rice cakes from Tesco's. And only, only from Tesco? Yeah, yeah, he, like, you can give him a Tesco, one even the Tesco branded, 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 not, branded yeah. yeah, branded. Yeah, okay. um, he's, he used to eat hunky dories, and then last week we bought hunky dories, and for whatever reason, they're slightly harder in the packet. Uh, um, so he's lost his trust of hunky dories at the moment, so they're out. Yeah. He's uh, moved on to Pringles, so it's it's, okay. it's rice cakes and Pringles, and maybe if we're lucky, he might eat um, a, a toaster waffle. If he sees his sister having a toaster waffle, he might okay. decide to have one of them. But uh, apart from that, it's it's, it's it's very restricted. It's mostly crunchy yeah. carbohydrate type food, very short uh, lasting, like energy wise. Charlie would have energy sports because he's getting all the sugar from them foods and then he'll have an energy crash where he'll just want to sit on the sofa and do nothing because obviously there's no, no fuel in his body to keep him going yeah. and how, how did you get on with this, the, the contact with Birmingham um, well it was true my wife doing research yeah, um, great, great. She, she found that we were, we were going to fly over and you know try to get treatment over there but from talking to the girl on the Zoom she, could, she was able to tell us about Arvid and uh, give us the information uh, like the things like the whole trust issue with foods um, she was saying it, it's, you have to be very careful n- not for him to lose food by trying to force food onto him um, things like that so it's just the, and did he explain for example well the the the, the arguments we heard or the, the, yeah the arguments we heard yesterday about uh, Pringles for example is that every Pringle is the exact same shape same yeah. size same shape same curvatures and they will the children with Arford will not for example eat a broken Pringle yeah, but, I, I, we'll find that with Charlie, and that goes back to the trust issue because they look at it, they see yeah. that's the Pringle. I know what that Pringle is. I know how it's going to taste, and how it's going to feel in my mouth. I know I'm going to be okay, eating. and suddenly it's broken, and they think, "Well, that's not my Pringle," you know. So it's 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 a psychological thing, and there's, there's no help in Ireland for that. There's nobody trained. Now the girl that we spoke to in Birmingham um, said that I have been dietitians from Ireland over on the courses that oh, they run okay. over there. Right. But trying to find one in Ireland publicly or privately um, is, is near impossible. If you Google ARFIDs and, and help like that, there's, there's many sites, but maybe it's information from 2020 about courses and, and things like that, but there's no real up-to-date information on anybody mm-hmm. available to help treat us. And Barry, Barry you, you mentioned uh, other children, and for example, if your sister has a, a toaster waffle on. Yeah. Um, but when other food is being prepared, can Charlie... Be in the room under smells of other fruit. No, no, no okay. certainly not. Certain some things you really can't. If maybe the girls, uh, if they, they they're fond of curries and things like that, yeah, he'll go into another room. If his sister opens a packet of ham, the initial smell from the packet of ham, he wow. won't have. He won't be near that. Even when I, me and Charlie would play with his toys, if I've been uh, eating coleslaw and he knows I've touched off it, I'd have to go and wash my hands, and he'll, he'll uh, he won't let me touch his toys until he knows mm. that smell off the coleslaw is gone. And then, did you get any prognosis from Birmingham? Any? No, all they could really do is, is tell us that it's Arfids, um, that yeah. unfortunately um, 
there's no as the girl said there's no miracle wand cure for this um, some kids may grow out of it some may have it forever and unfortunately um, your only option is to keep giving them whatever food you can get into yeah. them at the moment yeah. and uh, hope and will, the, will does the, the food does the food specificity does it change well it, it can I mean when Charlie was like um, from say four to six Charlie as, as I explained to the girl on the phone earlier Charlie it wasn't a great diet, but it was balanced in that he had yogurts, um, he had oh. uh, crackers with jam, and he'd have some beef mince and things like that. So it was balanced enough in terms of fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. But since he maybe turned five and a half, maybe six, all of them feels a sort of gone. Oh. It's, it's now the rice cakes and the, the crisps and things along that nature. Well, the advice is, is adamant. Uh, eat, eat, eating something... Regardless yeah. of our, uh, well, and that's, all, that's all come food. down the line since he was yeah, two. We, we forced is, to identify it with the GP. Yeah. Yeah, as long as he's getting calories, yeah, keep eating. going with it. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. there's nobody trained, Joe, to give you any other advice at all. If you Google it, that'd be the the advice you get from Google. It's just keep feeding them and okay, sort of cross your fingers and hope something magic happens for you. Well, stay, stay with us because yeah. we've uh, a parent after the break whose son has has come through this. Stay there, Barry and. Uh, or other callers. Joe at RT.ie, 51551 is the text number. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Michaela Edwards has contacted us. Michaela, good afternoon. Hi, June. Your son is 17. Yeah, 17. So I've been um, on this journey for quite a while at this stage. Okay. Um, and when did he when did he develop this feeding disorder? I think when he was very young, um, you know, even when he was two, if anyone touched off his plate or leant over his plate, that was if he wouldn't eat his food anymore. Um, it started, just developed from there, um, very restricted in what he would eat, wouldn't try new food, um, yeah. smell, texture. Um, if the food was prepared differently, different brands, he wouldn't eat it. Yeah. And... Um, but we navigated our way through it, and all your other uh, listeners will as well. Um, he's 17 now, and we ran into an issue last year because he was developing, I suppose, he um, needed a lot more calories than he was able to consume. Mm-hmm. He was um, swimming in the local club up to eight times a week, and he just got burnt out. So this time, i say before Christmas last year, he wasn't eating at all, I'd say, at that stage. Um he got very lethargic. He didn't even get out of bed over Christmas. And I brought him to the hospital. And again, I mean, I've been to the doctor all the way through him growing up and just kept being put down as being a fussy eater. And then when he got to um, that stage again, the hospital said, yeah, he's just a picky eater. And um, they referred him off then to other services. But um, unfortunately, there's no real help out there. Uh, you just got to get to grips with it yourself, do your own research and um, mm-hmm. try whatever, everything. <laughs> until you find um, something that works for you. And you're saying, Michaela, there's no help out there. Is, is our food even recognised? Well, my daughter, uh, an older, he's the fourth child, and one of my older daughters, she was doing a course, she's doing mental health nursing, and okay. she had to do some research for a project she had to do on eating disorders. And as she was going through it, she said, oh my God, that's my brother, you know. So yeah, she rang yeah. and she said, I've just found out what he is. But it was probably, it wasn't until last year he was clinically diagnosed. But we kind of, we always knew, you know, there was something more than just a picky eater. 
And what about a dietitian? So I was waiting for um, when we were referred to services. I was waiting for nine months, um, but unfortunately that didn't work out because she kind of ridiculed the foods that he was eating, and um, sorry, that didn't she, go down. To- she ridiculed. This is back to the. Was it the embarrassed? She ridiculed the dietitian. I don't want the name of it. No, the dietitian no. ridiculed the foods that what, was eating. What was that embarrassing for you? Well, it was awful for me because my child was very upset sitting in front of her. Yeah. But he refused to go back then. He's 17. I mean, you can't force a 17-year-old to do anything, you know. Um, do you, I don't want the exact words. What did she say? Don't be eating Pringles or don't be... What, what did she... What well, did she rid, What did she ridicule? It was Nutella. Yeah, um, he'd put Nutella on bread, or he put. Um, to me, it was just calories, and it was delighted yeah, that were yeah, going in, and yeah, yeah. um, because he had lost a lot of weight. But yeah, she ridiculed um, Nutella. You know, you're not a child anymore, kind of thing. And oh uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't go down well at all. And she but, knew um, this was one of the very few things a child would eat. Yeah, yeah. Had so, she ever heard of Arfit? Um, I'm not actually sure, but maybe. Yeah. And how is he? How is he now, Michaela? So um, he's great at the moment. He's, um, but I mean, it's all. He's at an age where he can take control of it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, we're up to four dinners, different dinners. Uh, one of them is McDonald's, unfortunately, and another one is a patchy pizza, cheese, plain cheese, and then mm-hmm. there's two dinners I can cook at home. But again, they have to be a certain brand. They have to be cooked yeah. a certain way. They have to be a certain texture. Um, any deviation on that, and you can't, you can't eat it. You know, we did go down the route. There was a program on um, on English, one of the English TV channels yeah. last a couple of years ago there about avoidance restricted food, and they were doing cognitive therapy and they were doing yeah. a bit of um, hypnotism with it. So I was at my wit's end, and he probably was a bit too sick at the time. That I, but I went down that route with him. But because they went in depth about how it felt and his throat, you know, when he put food in his mouth and how it felt when he swallowed food, and it just turned him off food completely. Yeah. I mean, at that stage, he just wished there was a tube in his belly that could put the, a door in his belly, as he said. Yeah. He could just put the food yeah. in and he wouldn't have to eat it at all. He just doesn't enjoy eating. And did you try hypnosis or was part of that programme? Well, he, we went, we tried it ourselves, as in we went to this, this guy, but he just couldn't, um, it was too uncomfortable for him. The process of describing yeah. food and everything, it was just pushing off food completely then and he wouldn't, yeah. he didn't want to go back. But he's, so a, bit, he's a bit better now. He's great at the moment, but he's, he's because he's, um, it definitely, I think, mood affects it as well, you know. Um, I think he, he was in TY last year, and I think maybe the, the lack of structure. Yeah. Um, he's quite orderly. He likes things a certain yeah, way. He's yeah, very neat and tidy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's very social, and okay. um, I'm just trying to say there is light out there, you know. That once yeah. they get to an age when they realize they need to um, eat to feel better, you know, they will okay. try to consume. So how, even, how, did he, how did he do, say, with friends? He's 17 now, sleepovers or weekends away or scouts yeah, or sports or whatever. He's, he's, I suppose he's got a few close friends and, you know, he's idiosyncrasies now, I suppose, around food and it's fine. But as a kid, he didn't really want to go on play dates for that reason okay. until he felt comfortable, yeah. yeah. So your Somebody. advice as an experienced parent, unfortunately, with this... With Arfid, what would your advice be to other parents? Um, just let them eat what they'll eat. Yeah. If you can, like I found ways now of, um, he'd eat porridge for me, which was great, and he would eat pancakes and just double up on the eggs. 
and things like that when you're making pancakes or something and um, just to try to get protein some form of protein into every meal Wow Um, stay with us Michaela Christine good afternoon Hi Joe how are you Good what's your situation Christine Oh well first of all thanks for having me on Um, Emily my daughter around four years ago we came back from Indonesia we lived in Indonesia and ever since then yeah I've just had a nightmare with her really but we're on a good run at the moment because she will eat mango, turkey rasher and croissant so that's kind of the main diet at the moment for the last two weeks but when she went off pasta and chicken nuggets I nearly had a nervous breakdown I was like what am I going to feed her but we always find something, you know, we could go on to. But I'm just surprised. I thought she was just a fussy eater. And I was so happy when I heard, not happy, but not the right word, when I heard other people on, yeah. thinking I'm not alone, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's really tough. You worry about them. But I just kind of feel, I just feed her whatever I can get into. And hopefully, I always thought when she's older, you know, she'll, she'll as it, your last uh, lady said on there, that she'll realise she has to eat more, you know. Yeah. But it's very, it's very stressful. You know, I was just delighted she's gone off the chocolate. That was a nightmare. But, yeah, so she just eats the same food and oh, it'll be like that for weeks. She's 10 now. When did it start? I think it's... Uh, uh, what I remember is when we came back from Indonesia, it started, which was about okay. four years ago. And because in Indonesia, she was eating fresh fish and vegetables and rice. But again, she was eating that every day. Do you know okay, that kind of yeah, way? Yeah. So I don't know whether that was part of maybe she had it longer than I thought she had. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe it's hereditary because I'm very, now she wouldn't know this, but I'm a really, I eat the same breakfast, dinner, tea. I could go like that for months and not change my diet. Same breakfast, dinner, tea every day? Yeah, or tea yeah. Dinner every day. and not change at all. And yeah. I could do that for a long time. And then I would change and go on to something else. So I used to think, oh, maybe it's, it's, it's hereditary. It's something that's hereditary. Mm. But I just could never pinpoint what it is. But I eat very healthy. <laughs> you know, that's the difference. Yeah. But does, that, I mean? does that mean, because you, from your own experience, does that mean you, but you said you were worried about the chocolate, the, the embarrassment factor, you know, oh, God, she, look it's at her. Terrible. She, she only feeds her daughter chocolate. It's terrible. Or I wouldn't, it I wouldn't really let my, my darling eat chocolate or drink coke, Yeah, you know? it's really... And, at lunch, especially, you know the lunch going into school is going to come home, but you have to put that fruit in just for... Yeah, okay. It sounds stupid, but you know it's going to come home or it's going to... But you put it in for appearance, to say. Yeah, you put it in for appearance, just so the teacher will know, well, at least she's got a bit of fruit in her lunch. I don't know why you do it, it's ridiculous. But, like, she wants to eat. Like, she came home today and she goes, Mom, I ate my apple, and she was delighted with herself. Right. And I was delighted. And, like, when she goes off a certain food, she comes out, she goes, Mom, I think I've gone off chicken nuggets. I'm going, oh, okay. So then I'll say, what, what do you think we could eat instead? You know, so okay. she tries to think of things, so she knows herself. Yeah, okay. Well, that sounds You know, like and it. we try and sit and discuss it, but I yeah. never... And I'll cook stuff for her. I'll say, okay, let's try this. And yeah. she says, but I don't want to waste it. And I say, don't worry if I throw it in the bin, I throw it in the bin, but at least just... Try it and see do you like it, okay, you know? Well done, well done. But it's and what, really what, what about your child? And this, this question applies to everybody. What about your worry about your child not developing properly on such a strict food intake? I don't know. I was giving her multivitamins and then I stopped giving them. She yeah. didn't really like them. And I don't, to be honest with you, I'm just worried about getting food into her at the moment. That's long term. There's nothing else I can yeah, okay. do, you know so, what I mean? And yeah. what about a diagnosis or help? 
I've never. She's fine. She's absolutely healthy. Well, as far yeah. as I know, she's fine. Right. Um, she she's healthy. She's energetic. She sleeps well. She she has no problems. That's why I wouldn't I wouldn't have been too concerned. But obviously, hearing that other people are going through it, and some people obviously a lot worse than what I'm going through. Um, it's a relief to know that okay. I'm not on my own, you know. But you are of the opinion, which is, we heard yesterday, um, better to eat something than nothing, than not 100%. eat at all. Okay. 100%. If it was only yogurt, I'd feed her them 20 of them a day. Because, again, it's only a certain brand she'll eat. She'll only eat a Tesco yogurt. She'll only yeah, eat, at yeah. the moment, mango. Yeah, yeah. And a certain... So they, they really know exactly what they want, and I just give that and... That's all you can do at the moment. I didn't even hear about that art fit or something. Art I heard fit, that yeah. today. I never yeah. heard that. That was amazing. Oh, you hear that? It was called uh, avoidant restrictive food intake disorder. Yeah, I've and never heard of that. It's an it's a it's a, a food a feeding disorder rather yeah, than going, an eating disorder. I'm definitely going to have a look at that yeah, now when I okay. hang up. Okay, but, but I have a parents-teacher meeting now, so I have to run off. Okay, go, afraid. Christine. Yeah, go, go. I'm Listen, sure. Joe, thanks for having no, the no, program. No, it's no, great. No, thanks to our callers. Thanks, Christine. Colleen Malloy. Colleen, sorry for holding you there. It's your daughter. No problem at all. It is. It's my daughter. Okay, and what age is she now? She's 13 years of age now, Joe, but she she's like this since she was roughly around four. And do you remember what happened or what, what, well, she, what she began restricting? Well, Joe, the only thing I hold is my daughter had a subducular abscess, so she had to go in and have that removed. So I always put it down to maybe it was that, that the taste changed or something happened. Oh, okay, okay. But then I was looking more and more into it because she was getting more and more restrictive as I went on. Okay. So my daughter's eating would be horrific. <laughs> it would be very bad, like to an extent of... She'd prefer to be hungry mm. than to actually eat anything at all. So her diet would consist of a small little portion of strawberries in the morning for her breakfast. Yeah. Then for her lunch in school, she'll have a small little bag of popcorn and a rice cake, a chocolate-coated yeah. rice cake. But um, then she'd come home from school and she'd have another little bit of popcorn. And then for her dinner in the evening, she might have a hand fist maybe six, seven pieces of dry cooked pasta with maybe a corn to cob and mm. a small little bit of cheese. But it will go again on how her day went. So it would be very sensory-based. Yeah. But um, now I'm with people to help her, seemingly. Um, but that's for another day, Joe. We'll talk about that again. But And, and how are you, Colleen, how are you? Are you panicking? Are you stressed over this? You are. I am, Joe, simply because it hurts to see what she's taken in. It's yeah. not enough for a full day of what she should be having. Yeah. But she's a very um, good outlook on it, if you get okay. me. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, she knows what she likes. She won't attempt to try new foods whatsoever. Okay. And we've done this whole thing of touch taste, lick, whatever you want to yeah. call it, the 32 yeah. steps yeah. Um, for to get, get it into the mouth, chew it and swallow it. But we've never got to that with the any food steps, yeah. that she's not safe with. It's, yeah. She calls it her safe food. 
So she will only go to her safe food, um, which is her popcorn, her pasta and her strawberries. Mm. But for every food, say, Liam might pick up, as in a couple of weeks ago, she started tasting little small pieces of cooked chicken. Okay. So she dropped two. So she stopped eating her rice cake mm. and she was gone off of her pasta. But now she's not really eating the chicken. She's picking back up the small bit of pasta. Okay. But like the other people are saying, I know exactly where they're coming from. It has to be a particular pasta. It has to be yeah, a particular yeah. rice cake. Yeah. It can't be just any brand of pastas or cheese or anything like that. It has to be the same thing over and over again. It's very repetitive. Yeah, of course. It's yeah, draining, yeah. It is, it's draining for the parents, but yeah. just for the children, it must be more than draining. Yeah. Because, as you were saying there, they go to birthday parties, they go to sleepovers, they go to a friend's house for the day. It's very hard for them to do that, knowing yeah. that, right, I'm not going to eat anything in that person's house. Yeah, and imagine, so you, you know, you, you, the other thing you're presumably worried about is you go to a sleepover or a birthday party, and the stuff that children love, cakes, biscuits, sweets, uh, f- mm-hmm. fizzy pop is all produced. And your child won't touch any of them? No. She will never. And she does this thing now of if she's going anywhere, she brings her stuff with her. But yeah. like that, she's after turning a teenager. More out days are going to start happening with, yeah. with, with, the, with the other bodies, children. Yeah, and yeah. you know, so it is, it's a very tough it's it's tough to take in, but at the end of the day, you just sit back and you say, well, look, at least whatever they're eating, yeah, they're eating. Yeah, yeah. We have this saying in my house, any food is good food. Yeah, so if you yeah. want to sit down and eat three bars of chocolate, go ahead. Yeah. At least calories are going in. Yeah. Now, my daughter would have a very, very slim, ba- slim, I can't think of the word that I'm trying to use, but she would be very slim. Yeah, a slim frame, yeah. Yeah, she'd yeah. be very slim framed. Yeah. But... She, and, ha- she could and, go and have you got um, have you um, have you got a diagnosis or no it um. has been spoken about in two separate places Arfid has come up in conversation okay. they are swaying towards Arfid but unfortunately there is nobody out there that can give a diagnosis of Arfid in our country yeah, but as and this had, is what I've been told. Yeah, it was it was Rachel who started this uh, yesterday, and um, she, she she thought she was one of very very few. It's now emerging that there's a lot more of this um, avoidant, well, avoidant resist, resist restrictive avoidant yeah. restrictive food intake disorder. Um, yeah, that's right. Arfid. Um, okay, don't. But it's a tough cookie to to crack. It's it's hard to see your child going through it and it's very hard like there's days that I have to walk away and say oh god she's not at a thing all day now again what am I yeah, going to do yeah, yeah. but as I just say thank god for supplements and vitamins because if we didn't have them in our house I don't know what oh. road we'd be going down I remember yesterday Rachel was talking about trying to get some protein into her child mm-hmm. and she slipped some of it into the porridge which he likes and he spotted it and yes, he, and, and I was. And he stayed, he went off porridge for three weeks almost as a bike. But anyway, don't yes, panic, call, don't panic, Colleen. Stay listening, stay listening, please. No bother. And, uh, Thank pre- you. Appreciate your contribution. Uh, Joe at RT.ie, 51551 is the text number.
Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Just a reminder, we're in the Kingsley Hotel in Victoria Cross uh, in two days' time, Friday with Frank Ford and June Rogers. Um, Stephanie Rainey is our special guest, a well-known uh, Cork singer and uh, composer, um, and all the funny Friday crew with loads of giveaways. That's at Kingsley Hotel, Victoria Cross, this coming Friday for uh, Funny Friday. Helen, good afternoon. Sorry for holding you for so long. Go ahead, Helen. Hi, Harry. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, grand. Tell us, you're, you're, you're 28. Yeah. Um, um, and we'll... Basically, I was listening to the to the show yesterday, um, yeah. and I was kind of tempted to call in, but obviously I was a bit nervous to do so. So okay. I heard it back on today, and I just booked the plug and decided to ring yeah, in and play. try and raise awareness for something that I've been struggling with. And what to tell us? Tell us your your experience then with with it. You you reckon you have our fit now? You reckon that's yeah. the, that's the name that. It's a far job yeah. to put a name, but that is the name. Tell us when you first, so, when you noticed this, or your family. Yeah, so um, basically, I've, I've struggled with eating ever since as long as I can remember. Um, and when I was this, I was called the Helen, Helen, sorry, my my father. If I, we're going to try and get a better, a better phone line, Helen, because I really appreciate your call. Stay, stay with us. Stay there, and I will try and get a better uh, phone line. Uh, Tom O'Neill, Tom, it's your son who's seven. Yes, Joe. Hi, how are you, Joe? Thanks for having me on. And, and, and my sympathy to the other callers because they're yeah. obviously dealing with the same things we are. My son, Daniel, is autistic. He's non-verbal. He's, um, and, and it seems to be very prevalent within the autistic community that children, mm-hmm. you know, suffer from this particular disorder. Our son will only eat. We've lost the food in the last couple of weeks. Um, okay. Where we say lose the food, we mean that where he previously ate something, he no longer will touch it. Okay. So we're now down to toast in the morning. We're down to Dunstores sausage rolls that they specialise in their delicatessen. Every lunch he gets two of them. Okay. And I, I just want to say my gratitude to Dunstores because they now sell them to us in, in a pack of the 30. That's why we have to buy them and keep them okay. in the freezer and cook them ourselves. And we're now down to chicken goujons, which are the gluten-free chicken goujons that done store stock. So that's what that's where we are. We're down to three foods. Okay. We've owned, uh, and and milk. Thankfully, he drinks milk, okay. so we can put our supplements in there. And when you say just on a little side, you say done stores, they they in they, they agree to sell them to you in batches of thirty. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Effectively, what they do is they cook them for their own delicatessen. Okay. So we went to the local gun stores and said to them, listen, lads, we have to come down here every day and buy two sausage rolls. Can okay. we yeah. take them off you in a bigger batch from your supplier and we'll cook them at home? And in fairness to the manager, brilliant, the deli manager there, and they gave it to us. So we now buy them in, in a pack of 30. We have them at home and we, we can cook, you know, four at a time and eat two today and you have two tomorrow heated in the microwave and that's how we have to do it. And he... But he the, yeah, because we heard sorry. yesterday, fair play to Don's, but we heard yesterday of... Um, during, the, during the lockdown when all the restaurants and takeaways were closed, that McDonald's actually... Um, there was one child yesterday who would only only eat McDonald's fries. Yeah, McDonald's yeah, actually yeah. fried up fries every single day during lockdown and gave them to the yeah. family. And then yeah. another case, what was it over Christmas? Somebody at uh, McDonald's again, I think, gave them a bag of frozen fries, but they discovered at home it didn't work. 
It had to be done the McDonald's way, whatever way that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know whether that's linked into the, to whether the child was, was suffering from ASD or not, but it is very prevalent in the autistic community for young children to go through this, this disorder. You can see it out in the autistic world where somebody will be looking for a specific brand of some food somewhere whereby it's been discontinued. We're terrified that Dunn's changed yeah, their suppliers yeah, yeah. Of, of sausage rolls for our son. We're lucky we can get milk into him and we can fortify the milk with additional supplements and vitamins. And he's doing well and everything yeah. is, is, is fine, thankfully. But, you know, you think about simple things like going away for a weekend or okay. going away on holidays. Yeah. You have yeah. to bring the foods with you, you know. And what would your advice be to other parents, Tom? It, um, it, it it is, like I said, what the other callers have said, any food is, is, is good food if they can get okay. it in. We were very lucky in relation to vitamins and supplements that we can get into Daniel, and that's, that, that has worked really well for us, and he's a very healthy boy. But we are terrified, as I said, that, that he will stop one of the foods, and then you're down to, as I said, we lost. We, he used to eat waffles. He won't eat them anymore. It's like it might be a trust issue or a safety issue. Yeah. But he smells it every evening, and he just leaves them on the plate now, where he's been eating them now for a few years. So we're sort of terrified that he's going to lose or drop another food. And then, you know, and you, you try other stuff. You do try to get other things and to take it. But it's a sensory thing, Joe. It's 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 brown yeah. foods. It's dry. It's starchy. You know what I mean? That's the stuff that he'll only take. And is it coloured food, for example? Is there... But yeah, have... it, it, it's browns, it's beiges. That that's my son's. You know, he will okay. only be brown beige food, and it's it's down to his toast as well. If his toast is slightly burnt and it's a slightly darker colour, he won't touch it. He'll say finished, and he only has about ten words as it is, and he'll just say finished. And then now we have to try again and, and do another piece and, and and turn down the dial on the on the toaster so that. Yeah. You know, it comes out as slightly less brown, and then lo and behold, he'll eat it. It's a strange one. And we seem to be, seem to be consistency in the foods we're hearing about uh, symmetrical in shape, dry, beige, carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, totally then, no, and then no no variation. For example, yesterday we began looking for cars, multi grain crisp bread. We actually found some yesterday afternoon, thanks to Super Value. So that panic is over. Uh, for that mm. family, they they were down to their last couple of packs, and it's the only thing the child would eat. Uh, but there's there, uh, yeah, there's a consistency there. But but mm. again, there's a consistency in what parents are saying as well, and and that is, if they eat something, that's better than eating nothing. But do you get? How do you in front of other parents, or if it has to come up with other parents, it shouldn't hopefully. And they say, well, that, that, that family, they only feed that child sausage rolls. We'd all love yeah, it, it hasn't really come up for us, right, though, because, right. I mean, a lot of the time, obviously, we're the family and friends who know Daniel's position. The school are the same. The artistic class are right. wonderful in his okay. local schools. So, you know, we haven't actually had to, you know, go, you know, and, and explain ourselves to anybody at this point in time. Right. And I don't think I'd be embarrassed by it anyway. Okay. It, well, it is, it, it's a modern issue and, yeah. and it's something that is very prevalent and it's a lot more, as your show has shown, it's well, a lot well, more prevalent absolutely. in society, you know. Okay, thanks indeed, Tom O'Neill, kind regards. Helen, back to Helen, is 28. She told us she has our fit. When, when do you think it started for you, Helen, and why? What's your understanding of it? Um, so like I said, I, um, I was struggling with eating for as long as I can remember um, and I was classified as a picky eater. But it always felt like more to me, like it didn't feel like I just didn't want to eat the food. It always felt like 
more severe. Um, and then kind of I went through my life, obviously, eating, like everyone has mentioned, plain brown foods of the same brands. And, you know, just kind of went through life and tried to go and talk to therapists and, you know, health professionals. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got the same answer each time. Like, you know, you need to try and try food. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I just couldn't. Eventually then, uh, about maybe five or six years ago, I came across like a video that was just basically explaining Arford. Okay. And as soon as I listened and watched it, I just burst into tears because it was the first time I ever had like a name to what I've been suffering with. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't believe it because I've always felt like I was this weirdo and this person who couldn't, you know, be the same as everybody else. And I couldn't, you know, it stopped me from birthday parties, everything you mentioned before. And, um, you know, going to different events and holidays, yeah, you know, course, yeah. nothing and, you know, and, it was and, just a struggle. Helen, I see you're, you're a parent now, congratulations. But what, insofar as, I'm, I'm, what, what advice would you give parents? You, you're now 28. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you still, do you still feel that, you're, that, you, that you have Arford? Yeah, I'm still struggling with it. Um, okay. And as I was delivering my baby, I was with the dietitian team to try and make sure that with the safe foods that I had, that I could, you know, maintain some sort mm. of a nutritional diet along with vitamins and stuff to to obviously, you know, have my baby, which of course he's, he's fine and he's healthy. But right. um, my biggest probably advice is try not to mess with the safe food. Try not to force your child at the dinner table. Yeah. You know, it's a really, really stressful time. And the child is like, I can remember myself completely terrified. Okay. When I would wake up in the morning, I would like... I would fear any type type of meal time, any type of mm-hmm. encounter I was going to have with food, and was I going to be forced to to eat it? You know what I mean. And do you know where that came from? Was was there a painful episode for you? Was so, there? yeah. So since obviously when the video came across, um, and since doing my own research, um, it, it happens for many of many different reasons. But one of the reasons is is if you suffer from something as a child. So I actually had tonsillitis um, when I was two and it was chronically bad and really, really like, as soon as they figured out what it was, the tonsils were like really badly inflamed and they needed to come out. So obviously up until that point, I was eating and I was in pain. So I associated from a very young age um, food with pain. Okay, okay. So your advice then to parents is don't panic. Try and keep them on the, as you call them, the safe foods. Any food yeah. they will eat, uh, don't be panicking if it is only chocolate buttons or whatever. Don't yeah, be, just try and make it a yeah. positive experience. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. That okay. would be my main advice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Helen. Thanks indeed. We'll all keep it. I think there is going to be a group set up out of this, uh, from what I'm hearing. Breeda Fitzgerald, before the break, Breeda, you, you want to give callers a bit of hope, please. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Um, firstly, thanks for covering this topic. Um, I've, I'm kind of 10 years down the road in this, in this situation as well. Um, what Helen or Ellen was saying there is just gold to a parent, um, you know, who's dealing with this. My, uh, our boy has um, autism and uh, mm-hmm. has always had a very, very restricted diet where we had, uh, for many years really, we two foods and milk. Um, yeah. But the, you know, he's 11 now and he he has improved significantly. Okay. 
Um, now, in the house, still at home, he will eat, he'll eat what he'll eat, um, and when he's out of the house, he, he doesn't, you know, he still has to be at home in his safe place, uh, you know, to eat. Um, he's improving a little bit at school, but is very slowly but surely, you know. Mm. Um, but similar to the other callers, um, you know, very, very restricted. Um, I would say, though, that it's restrictive for the whole family in that if we're out, we have to come home for him to eat. Yeah. Uh, he won't eat out. He won't eat okay. on the go. You know, um, he has a twin sister who's also autistic and she would eat anything you yeah. throw at her. Yeah. Um, but a bit like autism itself, it's about predictability and consistency, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if it's sensory or if it's control for the child or if it's a little okay. bit of both, you know. Um, I would completely uh, reiterate what somebody said about don't mess with the foods that they do eat, you know, back yeah. to the years. Um, like, he would have lived, literally lived on uh, petty faloos and brown toast for um, four or five years. Okay. And, you know, suggested along the way to pop some protein powder into the petty faloo or whatever. I would strongly recommend not doing that because if they drop one of two oh, foods... Okay. Oh, okay, I see you know, point, yeah. Your, your worry was if you popped protein into the petty faloo, he would spot it and then refuse to eat the petty faloo. Absolutely. He'd smell it at 100 yeah, yards, yeah, you know. Yeah, as we heard yeah. yesterday, yes. But the little bit of advice that I got that I feel was a game changer okay. was when you're introducing anything to him. Now, again, uh, it's almost like um, we kind of walk past him. We put no pressure. We say, oh, look, here, have some, whatever, banana. Yeah, yeah. Um, was to introduce a spitball. And it's a a, a spit bowl. It's a very simple concept. Okay. Here is your little plate of, you know, orange, and here's your spit bowl. And it took all the pressure off him to eat that food. And slowly but surely, he started to smell the food, throw it Mm. into the spit bowl. Then the next day he might, or the next week he might, lick the food, throw it into the spit bowl. Um, he still does it. He loves salt, so he still does it sometimes with foods. He licks the salt off the food and he throws the food into the spit bowl. Um, but it changed his, his okay. the, the pressure. So um, I was the spit bowl is, is is his safety net. It's absolutely his out. It's his yeah. get out of jail clause, you know. And did you go looking for help everywhere? Oh, yeah, yeah. We spent a hell of a lot of money attending a feeding clinic, um, which was run by a speech-language therapist and a dietitian. Um, And we did, you know, there were were lovely people and they meant well, but they did the other 32 steps and all that. The dietitian was helpful in that she um, prescribed um, Nutrini supplements that we luckily were able to sneak into his milk um, and he didn't know it was there, uh, whereas he would sniff anything out of food, you know. Um, But it was the spitball. That's the piece that I took from that that clinic was the spitball because it takes pressure off and... It worked. Now, it took a few year, years. Um, but fruit now, for example, he won't eat the pulp, but he sucks all the juice out of the fruit okay. and then he spits the pulp into the spit bowl. And your advice, Breda, to other parents? My advice is don't mess with the foods. Yeah. Just give them the same thing if that's what they want. Um, if I heard he'll eat when he's hungry one more time, I would be really, really wealthy. Yeah. They, they will starve before they will yeah. eat what they don't trust or what they yeah. can't eat. Um, and I was at a talk one evening and somebody put up a, a picture of um, something pretty disgusting and they said, look, that's, would you eat that if you were really hungry? Uh, we can't, you know, we can't underestimate how 
traumatic this is for yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah. I think we should really be led by them. And I, I can only speak in relation to autism and, and feeding restrictions. We don't have um, we don't have a diagnosis, but from everything I read, um, I'd be pretty convinced, you know, that we yeah. could get a diagnosis. Okay. Um, but I, yeah, I think. And when you, you say know, a spit bowl, just breathe. Do you mean just an ordinary cereal yeah, bowl? Little, yeah, a little yeah, cereal okay. bowl beside his. Yeah. Yeah, we just call it the spit bowl, and he calls it the spit bowl. Okay. Um, and he knows, like, if that's there, that he doesn't. There's no pressure. Okay. No pressure to eat, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, Brita, thanks indeed again, and thanks for, for your advice to other parents. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Denise McCarthy's on the line, and her son is 18, and he's given her permission to talk. Uh, Denise, what's your situation? Hi, good afternoon, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Nice to talk to you. And Likewise. I identify with all those previous callers. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. My son is 18. He was 18 on Friday. He was diagnosed with autism at three, three and a half. Okay. He hasn't missed one single day at school since he started as a junior infant. Wow. And he eats uh, Richmond skinless sausages, which you cannot buy here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I travel regularly and fill up with um, skinless sausages and bring them home and feed them to him because the only protein he gets, along with Johnson Mooney and O'Brien, goodness of both, many, many slices, all washed down by water. So we are very restricted. Um, Centre and cows and Super Value and cows are wonderful in having the bread for him and he eats Wheatles for his breakfast. So... It's highly restrictive. It's very upsetting. How, how did how did he come down to Richmond skinless sausages? <laughs> my husband works on enough in the UK. My oldest son is over there as well. Okay. And when he was very small, he, Frank gave him some sausages and he just started to eat them. Okay. But he wouldn't eat anything else when we got home. So it means I fly over and I, I stock up with the sausages and bring them home again. Um, we used to be able to get them in Newry and Sainsbury's. That's what I But then say, yeah. with... Yeah, sausage gate and all that, you can't get them. It is a dietary requirement, so and it's very what, important what to get bre- them. Brexit hit sausages in Newry, did they? Yes, you, they don't supply, and they're actually supplied yeah. by Kerry Foods, who I've been on to on numerous occasions, but um, the best they could do, and it was very kind of them, they gave me several vouchers to buy them in the UK. So I fly to Luton regularly, and I go to London, Coneley, to Sainsbury's. I ring them in advance, they have them all bagged up, ready to go. And I hop on the flight and I come home again. And how many, many packets of Richmond skinless sausages would you buy? I it? bring 200 at a time because I can bring them as hand luggage like that. If I check them in, I'd be afraid of them going off for a little waltz somewhere. So I bring them as hand luggage. Um, oh, they know me well in Newton Airport and there's no problem bringing them. Uh, okay. It's very difficult though and it's very expensive, very time consuming as well because it throws out the routine here at home as well. But... I have to do it. It's as simple as that. And uh, again, just um, um, he won't. And I, I know the answer to this. He won't eat sweets or chocolates or fizzy nope. pop or nope. no, no, all washed kids... down by water. And yeah. um, all the teachers. He's had wonderful teachers in Cortan National School and at Boy who have all tried and tried. You know, let's yeah, try this yeah, then and then. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it was just. You know, you're forcing a child to do something that they just couldn't and wasn't yeah, okay. able to do. He's at the dietitian every six months anyway. 
But he's as healthy. Joe, he's never had a cold. Yeah. He is just the healthiest child going. And how and do not you... just missed a day. <laughs> how do you... I know. Uh, you have, have you ever stopped uh, at customs with your sausages? Well, I've I've spoken with them and I've showed them my letter. They know oh, okay. they know me. I've worked in the airport since 1988 Brilliant. Brilliant. between so, Erlingus and the DAA. Oh, well done. So, and it's so, not that I'm taking advantage, but I, I it, it's it's actually a dietary requirement, and they're very very good about it. They really are. Okay. Well, that's, it seems a lot of retailers are very good. When you mention Kerry Foods, you mean Kerry Foods manufactured them in the UK? They're a multinational. Anyway. They manufactured them in the UK, UK uh, in okay. Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, and they're only distributed around there because I was laughing when they used to bring them to Newry. I could just skate up the road. Let's hope and they don't them. discontinue them. No pro- they they discontinued bringing them into the into the north. Yeah, totally. I see that. I know oh, that, I've yeah. been on. Oh, I know. If they discontinued them, I'm really up shit creek, as they say, without the paddle. But mm. um, that's what he's on at the moment. He's he's like that now since he was three and a half, literally. Um, very little variation. Now, the very odd night he'll eat a margarita pizza, but it has to be from the Turkish lads here in Kells. He won't eat it from anywhere else. Okay, and, and your advice... They know him so well, they're always giving him free ones. <laughs> and, and your advice to other parents, Denise? My advice to other parents, you have to go with the flow. Yeah. And there's no point in going out for a meal and bringing them with you because they don't want to eat. They don't want yeah, to be in yeah, company of people yeah. eating things. And that's very upsetting. My kid, he can't go to a restaurant. He's never been to a disco. He's no real friends that he would hang about with yeah. because he wants to come home and eat his own food in, as the other lady was saying, in his safe place. And by the so way, is, is, is there only restrictive. one way he will... It's only grilled or fried or... They're fried, they're cut into sections and the toast is cut into squares. And God bless my lovely daddy, he cut the toast into triangles one day and then and wouldn't eat them. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and he, he went hungry for the day. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get it. I mean, it's just, okay. it sounds so ridiculous to, uh, to people who don't understand. Doesn't, doesn't, but having listened to okay. your previous callers, I mean, I, I, I'm... I'm, I'm amazed that I didn't know there were so many others out there yeah, before so, this. Well, no one did, I think. I didn't. So yeah. I'd never oh, heard man. of it until uh, until Rachel contacted us yesterday. Okay, Denise, kind regards to you and and your uh, gorgeous young young man. He's an adult now. He's 18. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Gemma is in the UK. You're in Hampshire. What age is your uh, son? Nine. Nine, okay. And what is the situation? Um, so basically, I've been battling this for years now um, since I was weaning him. So I did baby led weaning. Okay. Um, so obviously, it was textures, taste. Um, and then he developed, obviously, being sick. Um, they said it was a soccer reflux. Okay. Um, so all those years I put it down to that and then as he got a bit older he stopped eating hot food meat carbs nice. dairy um, and even now if he has too much dairy he, he'll throw up okay. um, so I've got sort of on, my, on like a dairy ladder um, but he's got a very restrictive diet he has four safe foods okay. and he'll have them every day <laughs> And would you notice changes in those foods if a brand changes a rest, as we heard yesterday, as a sort yeah. of cream cracker manufacturer, and they became much more brittle? What would yeah, he? Yeah, so he so he has uh, cheese and onion Walkers flavored crisps as okay. his safe food, um, and recently, the last couple of months, he's 
not been finished in the whole bag and then all of a sudden he stopped eating them and eventually he said they taste funny. So I was looking around and they've actually changed the oil in the manufacturer. Wow. wow. <laughs> but yet me and my eldest son can't taste the difference, but he can. So he dropped that food. Um, and luckily, like I said, he does like Pringles. Um, oh, yeah. But you get, again, a very bland flavour. Yeah, shape, same shape. And yeah, but beige. he won't eat any yeah. hot food. Well, he won't eat hot food. No, he don't eat any dinners. He don't eat any hot food, so he don't eat... Okay. Just basically your average child dinners. He don't eat chicken nuggets, pasta. He literally don't eat any hot food whatsoever. He will literally be overloaded. He'll cry, scream, he'll yeah. gag. Um, so I physically can't put any hot food in front of him. That's upsetting for him. Must be upsetting for you too, Gemma. Yeah, it is. And like I said, I've been to dietricians okay. and they said that he's got subarthrid. So... He so meets the whole, okay. Yeah, so he meets the whole criteria for Alfred, but because where I am, they can only diagnose it if they're underweight or under height. Okay. okay. But yeah, he's lacking in all the vitamins. Um, we've had quite a few hospital missions because Alfred don't just affect eating food, it affects you taking medication. So my son won't oh, take God. any medication. So okay. we've ended up in hospital quite a few times. Well, we will have on. Birmingham has mentioned a number of times today as experts. We'll be talking to them uh, tomorrow. Gemma, thanks indeed. Please stay listening and, and give advice and, and get advice. About Rosemary, um, good afternoon. Uh, your son is 12. Hello, Hello, Rosemary. Go ahead, Rosemary. Your child. Yeah, no, he was, he was 12 when he started off better. He was uh, just eating uh, pasta chicken nuggets and chips okay. between sort of three and twelve. Okay. Um, and luckily it was something that he would get at parties and places, you know. And yeah. he was always very social. He loved his friends. He'd go everywhere. If there was anything on, he'd be there, you know. He'd be at hockey every day, even though he didn't really play hockey, you know. So um, then when he was 12, his friends started uh, going to an all-you-can-eat Chinese. And they were, it was kind of like a Friday thing they did. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I was kind of skint, and I was like, oh, my God, 12.50, like, that's a lot, you know. Yeah. But I knew that he wanted to be there, and so I, I used to pay, and then he, he graduated during that time when he was going there every Friday. He kind of graduated from the chips and the chicken bowl okay. to start tasting, like, a spring roll, because his friends would be eating them, and there would be a good few of them, maybe 10 or 12 of them, you know. So he's moved on, and that's of, what what what, yeah, what think, advice would you give, Rosemary? Um, well, I didn't pay much attention to it because the more pay attention you pay, the more they'll okay. eat nothing. And um, I'd say just make yeah. I don't know. I think well, Sam's great now. He's twenty six. He'd eat anything. He'd eat, he eats vegetarian pizza. He eats like everything. And he, you know, drinks okay. smoothies every morning. He makes himself. He makes poached okay. eggs. So you know, don't. he's amazing. But just, so just, I'd say just don't worry about it too much and uh, don't make too much of a fuss. Make yeah. sure to, to let them see other people eating all different kinds of foods, like with their okay. friends and stuff. Let them. Go. I'd say let them go to the parties anyway. And they love being, like, it's a social thing. Peer pressure is a lot stronger at the age of 12, I think. Yeah, good point. Good it kind point. of takes over from the parental pressure, you know, and they, they want, their friends are the biggest influence on them. So 
Now, Sam wasn't autistic, so I know it's completely different. For yeah, Sam, well, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's very But he was very ADHD. Yeah, like well, there's he very, very, strong, very strong similarities yeah. emerging. Okay, yeah, yeah, Rosemary, yeah. thanks indeed. Apologies uh, to the other callers who are holding on there. Someone for a long time, unfortunately. We will uh, talk to you uh, tomorrow here on Liveline, and then on Friday we're in the Kingsley Hotel in uh, Cork City for Funny Friday. Today's... Uh, today's producer was Sean O'Gorman and Ray Darcy is next 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie